You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lolly. He is the Matt Williamson. And uh, I hope you had a good Christmas, Matt. I hope everybody out there listening had a good Christmas. I had a tremendous Christmas. How about you? It was good Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Steelers won. AFC was kind to them. Some good games. Saw a lot of family, a lot of food, all that good stuff. I hope everyone had a tremendous holiday out there. Yeah, the uh, the results of the weekend. Well, yeah. let's let's first talk about the results of the, the early weekend here with the Steelers getting a big win over the Cincinnati Bengals. It seems like forever ago. but It really does. It was the Steelers' last game. Mason Rudolph goes out, completes 17 of 27 passes for 290 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh Hits George Pickens multiple times down the field. Uh, he ends up with four catches for 195 yards, two touchdowns, and the Steelers just rolled. They really did. The Bengals. They really did. Uh, I didn't see that coming. I mean, obviously the Steelers were on a tough stretch there after the three games before that. Rudolph was very composed, very accurate, helped with the yards after catch stuff. Obviously, we always talk about that's a quarterback stat as well as, as a receiver stat. Pickens is a phenomenal talent, and frankly, I was happy for him after this past week of nonsense. Hopefully, we can just stop talking about that kind of stuff and talk about <laughs> football and what they do on the field for the team and all that good stuff. Ran the ball effectively. Defense, I mean, I stole this from your your uh, article. I mean, three leading tacklers weren't on the team the day before Halloween. Two months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You know, I mean, they weren't in camp. They weren't, they weren't Pittsburgh Steelers, you know. So the replacement-level guys played great. I thought the Stars played great as well on defense. So, no, it was a phenomenal win, and they really wasn't that competitive. No, it wasn't. Um, you know, and, and you look at that, and I thought some of the key moments um, for me were first, end of the first half, you're up 21 nothing. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers get the ball back. First, they get the stop, and then they get the ball back. And Cincinnati's kind of—they're calling timeouts, and, and the Steelers yeah, continue yeah. to throw the football. It's third and long, and, and Rudolph goes down the field to Pickens for a forty-four-yard gain. They get a field goal. Um, you know, if the Bengals get the ball back there in that situation, and at least get a field goal themselves. Now yeah. it's twenty-one-three. It's a different. And you go field. into halftime, yeah. and it's a little different feel, and you start yeah. the bleeding a little bit if you're Cincinnati. No, you're right. I, I think that's kind of when Steelers stepped on their throats a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You know? Well, and then the, the Bengals then hit the the eighty-yard pass to Higgins. Mm-hmm. It's now twenty-four to eight because they got the two-point conversion two. as well. And you come right back out and you hit the sixty-six-yard touchdown pass to to. Uh, to Pickens and it's just like, nah, not today. Yeah, you were landing all the all the the punches, and then they hit you with a haymaker, and it, yeah, it staggered you for a second, and then you just put them out of their misery with a Tyson punch to the face. You know, it was great. So. Yeah, so um, Steelers improved to a four and one in the AFC North, the best division in the league. Best, it's it's the best division in the league, and and if you want proof of that, look at what's happened to the 49ers. Oh, that's when a great When they example. played the AFC North. Steelers aside, yeah. they they beat the Steelers soundly in the opening game of Absolutely the season. Did. It's the opening game of the season, though. Everything's you know equal, you know, all that stuff. You had all season to prepare, off season to prepare for it. Since then, 0-3 against the AFC North. Yeah, and I did this leading up to the game. I mean, just 
the wins in this division are way more than any other. If you take out the games where they played against each other, it's even more impressive. You know, what looked like the best team in the league is 0-3 against the rest of the division. I mean, it's probably going to have the MVP in the division, more to think about it. Might have the Defensive Player of the Year in the division. Yeah, yeah. I guess Pretty good chance of that, actually. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> Maybe even a Coach of the Year. Who knows? I mean, so it, it's been impressive, and Steelers are holding their own. They are, and uh, that was a much-needed win. Yes. Um, it keeps the Steelers alive in the in the playoff mm-hmm. uh, conversation. And so did the AFC I South. Say, the rest of the league yeah. was, the rest of the conference was pretty kind to them all in all. I mean, even that Ravens win might help Helped them more them. than hurts them. Yeah, yeah, yeah because uh, now if Baltimore wins against Miami this mm-hmm. weekend and they're favored, yeah, uh, at it's the home, exact same style offense. Yeah, you know? that's it's the exact offense basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're running the same you know offense here. Miami's in San Francisco's. Yeah, mean, folks. Yeah, they're basically they're the same tree. Yeah. Uh, if the Ravens win that game at home, they've got nothing They're left clinched, to play huh? for yeah. in, in Week 18 when the Steelers go down there. Yeah, if I'm them, I don't care about the rivalry. I'm not playing Lamar. I'm not playing Stanley. I mean, I mean, you just saw right. Kyle Hamilton get hurt. Yeah, like, absolutely. You're not gonna. You're not. You can't risk that. Yeah, even I, I wouldn't worry about two weeks of rust or any of that stuff. Or play him a quarter, get them lubed. No, no. Just keep don't. my <laughs> keep my studs off the field. No doubt. I mean, I don't even and know if you. Yeah, Ravens. I don't even know if you see like their the, the def- defensive tackle one. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's there's just we could probably come with ten names. And oh yeah, play in that one. But I mean, there's only so many you can do that with. As we've seen, you know, yeah, in the you past with the Steelers, you still have to. I mean, you only have fifty-three guys on your you roster. Field a team, and yeah. you can't just put out a garbage O line and things like that. But but I mean, you're like not playing Roquan Smith, and, or, right, yeah. right? 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 I don't but, even know but, if I'd worry about Odell. Odell's yeah, an small potatoes compared to them. Just thinking older guys. <laughs> but no, the Ravens are in great shape. I love their chances to beat Miami. Um, the hard part, well, there's there's a lot of things that still need to go the Steelers' yeah. way for we even to care about Week 18, but. You know, Seattle's going to be a challenge. They have an extra day to prepare to go on a tough road trip, but they're coming off a great win, and the AFC was kind to them. I mean, the South has fallen apart. It really is. Denver fell apart. Yeah. If they had any life, you know. Yeah, just it really is. I, I, I you know, I, I thought when we went through the games last weekend, mm-hmm. I, I, I picked Atlanta in that game because I just thought that was a a tough spot for, you know, coming off a, a big emotional win against yeah, the Steelers. Yeah. I didn't expect them to go down there and get killed. No, I, didn't. I didn't either. I mean, anyone, I mean, I thought Atlanta might win the game, but not blow them out. Yeah. Anyone that listens to my other outlets, my favorite bet of the week was Colts getting points. I'm like, oh, God, I mean, Colts are fresh on my mind. <laughs> but then I kept getting worried because I was paying attention to the spread, which I don't pay that much attention, but it kept going up. And the Colts kept getting more and more points. I'm like, somebody knows something that's not going to go well yeah. for Indianapolis. And it sure didn't. Jacksonville's a disaster. Jacksonville is a complete and utter mess right now. Yeah. I mean, Lawrence, whether he plays or not, probably shouldn't be at this point. He's got an he's AC got like, joint sprain now. He's he's not going to practice tomorrow. He's That, that in addition that to the ankle. Not better, and he had a concussion two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like everything's going wrong there. And Houston's been a great story, but no Stroud. They're kind of in trouble, too. Yeah. I mean, I you know, and, and this <laughs> – so what you need to happen now if you're the Steelers, each one of those teams need to lose a game. And two of them play each other. Houston Houston is at Indianapolis in Week 18. In Week 18, because they're all division games. Yeah. Um, so if each one of those teams loses a game, the Steelers win their final two, they're in. They're in, they're in. If Buffalo were to go to Miami also and lose, mm-hmm. the Steelers could get in. Also possible, sure. In fact... Um, the Steelers could could finish ahead of the Bills and actually get the get the sixth seed 
If that were to happen that way. Well, if even if the Bills, even if the Bills, I think, um, I think if uh, if Miami were to beat Baltimore, Miami would win the division. So even in a a situation where the Bills went ten and seven and the Steelers went ten and seven, the Steelers the Steelers would be they win the tiebreaker against the Bills. Okay, I'm sure they have a better conference record. Uh, in that case, they would. Yeah, yeah. I would think so. Right now, they're even with five losses each. But yeah. if the Bills lose, then the Steelers get the tiebreaker. And of it. course, other people benefit from the AFC being acting the way it did. I mean, Cleveland's very comfortable now. Yeah, Bills are in a much better spot than they were a couple of weeks ago, which is fun. I mean, I think they're they're fun viewing teams. I, I'm not super psyched to watch the the South teams. I don't want two of them to get in. No, just from a viewing no. standpoint. But um, since he's now obviously basically dead right i mean they're well if you look at the this is the crazy thing to mm-hmm. me if you look at the odds to okay. make the playoffs yeah cincinnati's odds right now are better than the steelers no is matter it? no matter where you look okay uh and that doesn't make any sense to me doesn't make much sense to me either because cincinnati has to go to kansas all. city this week and which doesn't host... look as bad as it did they're talking about a team that's struggling but yeah they're but definitely there. a dog there yeah i mean they're definitely a dog in kansas city and then they host. You know, I think it's. I think they're like a. Then they host the Browns. Then they host the Browns, but I, I think, I think Kansas City again, which they shouldn't be. You know, I think it's more than a touchdown. I would imagine favorite against Cincinnati. Yeah, it's this a bigger week. spread than Steelers in Seattle. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be, yeah. Steelers yeah. are three and a half point underdogs at Seattle. Okay. So I don't know if you heard this, but I did a show with Rob King earlier, and he mentioned if the Steelers win both games. They're a ninety-two percent chance to go to the playoffs. Probably, yeah. yeah I mean, if they, win both, they, they get, win both, and yeah. that's the toughest part of this whole thing. That's when you start to part. look at the yeah. the current situation with some of these teams, you know, Houston or Indianapolis are going to take a loss. That, exactly, that's exactly. going to happen. Yeah, I actually think if they tie, it helps everybody. If they too. tie, right. you're you're automatically you're in. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but it, it's you know, so one of those teams is going to lose. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville, as currently constructed, they've given up in their la- in their last five games thirty points or more. Oh, it's four miserable. times. It's miserable. Yeah, both sides of the ball is a disaster. For yeah, them. it really is. I mean, it's not the, all the quarterback. They don't block for anyone. They don't have any running game. Weapons are dropping left and right. Defense has been poor. Yeah, they're in a bad spot. The only thing that helps them is that they get Carolina this week. Although Carolina, since making a coaching change, yeah. has showed they're a little, little friskier. Yeah, yeah they right. won. A, they beat the Falcons, who just smashed the, the Colts. Yeah. And this week they lost by three to. Uh, and it doesn't uh, do them any good to tank. I mean, they don't even have the pick. No, you're, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're, you're trying you're, to. You're trying you know. to build something there and figure out what you can deal with. So. And the you know those coaches are coaching their butts off, trying to hey we 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 need to stay. Yeah, or we need to you know, at least get, prove it to the rest of the league. Get a job that yeah, get your next job, and you know yeah. so you know you're not giving up. And if the Steelers play like this, not like they did the three games before that. I like their chances in those games. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, this was a really clean, strong effort on both sides of the ball. I mean, it, it was an impressive win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, yeah, you come out and throw for two ninety, mm-hmm. some big uh, plays, and, get, get, yeah, get yeah. the big splash plays, run the ball effectively. I know the numbers don't look. Well, they didn't break any long runs. Yeah, but there was a lot of six, seven, eight yarders, especially like on first down. Yeah, you know, getting ahead of the chain. And it got the af- run game was it good. got affected late in the game by a couple of stops mm-hmm. when they knew you're, you know, you're just. The game was eleven guys coming yeah. on defense yeah, yeah. going to try to get you behind the line. No, of I the run game was great. Um, yeah, so I mean, everything worked there. The defense was opportunistic, mm-hmm. um, effective with the pass rush. Big players I mean, I, took the ball away. I wrote my my ten thoughts after the game. You know, T.J. Watt finishes this game with two sacks. Yeah, and th- I think two or three tackles. You might look at that and go, "Well, he just you know, two sacks is nice, but he really didn't." Oh. 
Yeah, way more than that. Right be four pressures. Yeah, four pre- four pressures. Um, right before the Highsmith interception, mm-hmm. he draws a holding penalty. Well, Renegade comes on. Yeah. <laughs> and then things happen, yeah, like he draws, right in a row. He draws a holding penalty on, on – they leave, for whatever reason, they leave Williams alone. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do much. They didn't do much. Like... But in this situation, they're coming out, okay, we got to throw. Mm-hmm. So they come out and they – and they leave him by himself. Well, Watt beats him badly off the snap, and he holds. Draws you know, hold. He drags him to the ground. Okay, he got the hold. Now it's first and twenty. Yeah. Now they leave him by himself again, and he's petrified. He's petrified. He falls starts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not even close to. I mean, not he's, even close. He's, he's jumps the, out of there. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's diving yeah. out of there. Now it's first and twenty-five. Yep. And you got problems. And you've got big problems. Yep. No. And I liked how they dropped. Watt and Highsmith, and Highsmith won his matchups against Orlando Brown yeah. repeatedly too in a traditional manner, and they did a lot of our keys to the game hit. You know, like Steelers tackled the catch; they were on top of the the short throws, and I thought those two and, and Porter really locking down Higgins allowed all those middle of the field replacement players to have less on their plate. You yeah. Know? I mean, it worked out well. Now, Matt, people might say, what do you mean locking down Higgins? Higgins had five catches for 140 yards and a touchdown. What right. do you mean Joey Porter locked him down? Well, <laughs> the and I read this. This is on NFL.com. They do their next-gen stat of the game. Their next-gen stat of the game was Higgins ran 40 routes in that game. Okay, not, not, nothing big there. Porter was on him for 32 of the 40. Of those 32 routes he ran when they were matched up against one another, he had two targets, one catch for 15 yards, and I think a DPI. You know, all his stuff. Porter had a big, or Higgins had a big game, but not when he was on that guy. Yeah, uh, and so you look at it in that game where the the Bengals dropped back to pass 45 times. Yeah, 45 times, and they didn't have Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Higgins was targeted eight times in the entire game. Six of them when. If, if you would have told me, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, if you right. would have told me that going into that game, Higgins is only going to be targeted eight times, I would have told you, well, the Bengals must have just thrown the ball like 25 times. Yeah, ran the ball pretty successfully, yeah. and Steelers had a tough time, or tight ends did reasonably well, and Vax, you know, just dumping it. But no, I mean, that's... He took him out of the game. Took him out of the game. You know, he and, had a big and, play, but it wasn't on Yeah. Uh, so, that you know, that's... That, that is such a ripple effect, though. Yeah. The, the new linebackers and safeties then... Boy, if you if you could take away their best guy, and we can just concentrate on backs. And yeah, it's third down, and he's going to Andre Yusivas. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> if they beat you for some first downs, I'll live with it. That's fine. Yeah, you know, you're not going to win many games that way. Do you look at this week and say, okay, Joey, you got DK Metcalf? I think he gets Metcalf. Yeah, I mean, this one's a little different because well, their their three receivers are really interesting and they're good and they're diverse though. I mean Metcalf is the down the field huge body and I do like as we've talked about with Pittman and Higgins these last couple of weeks. I, I like the big body matchup yeah. for Porter. Um, Smith and Jigba is pretty much a true slot, but Lockett can do that too. I adore Lockett, but I think he's taken a small step backwards this year. You know, I mean he's become not phased out, but a little less and less of late. Metcalf stepping up, and Metcalf's the, the guy they go to in the end zone and the down the field dude. So yeah, I would definitely put Porter on Metcalf. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, uh, as we now know, Mike Tomlin today announcing that he's going to stick with Mason Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten, I write this for Steelers.com. That what what Tomlin the official said. website of the team. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tomlin sticking with with uh, Mason Rudolph. I immediately get pushback. Well, that's not what he said. 
Folks, he said the same exact thing that he said last week. Wasn't this exactly what happened last week? He said, we're in the same situation we were last week. Mason, we're going to start the week with Mason as the starter, Mm -hmm. and we'll see where Kenny's at later in the week. There was no intention of playing Kenny Pickett last week. Right, right, right. I mean, that wasn't going to happen. No. Uh, If Kenny Pickett is active this week, he probably serves as the two. I would imagine. And I think that's the right call, which that doesn't mean to be a knock on Pickett. No, it's nothing against Kenny Pickett. He hasn't played him. Rudolph did, and he played really well. And I believe, watching the three of them, and I know it's only one game, Rudolph gives you the best chance to win this road game against a good team. Right. It's a brutal place to play. I think that's all that they care about right now. The Who beauty gives- of it is, if, is if it, so here's, so if you, if you go with Pickett in this game and he struggles, mm-hmm. now you're going to go to Rudolph in a, in, a, in a tough situation. You're probably down a score or two. Yeah. In this switch situation, you let Rudolph start. If he struggles, now you can go to Pickett. Yeah, which is just better dynamic and yeah. development of it all, and you know, and then pick it with probably start the, the last game of the season yeah. and go from there. If but, this were if this were a game in October, different situation, absolutely. But you need to win this game. You have to win one game is the the yeah. only thing that should be thought of in that whole building until kickoff or right. until after kickoff. This is it's not about we... the long term development of no. Kenny Pickett or anything of the, of the sort. This is about trying to win this particular game. Yeah. I have said a million times. I mean the the second after they drafted Kenny Pickett, I said, and I believe this for all teams when you use the first round pick on a quarterback. Now priority number 1 in that building from the lunch lady to the people that sweep the floors to the owner is make this guy as comfortable and as successful as possible. Not this week. <laughs> this week is do anything well, you possibly can to beat you, Seattle. You've got the natural out. You, I mean, I saw him practice last week. Um, he threw the ball fine, mm-hmm. but he still can't move around. You know, like what you would need he's to do. Off a pretty major surgery. Yeah, I mean, right. the, the the window on this was was three to six weeks. Yeah. Well, he today finishes three weeks. That's the okay. Today, that's or I'm sorry, yesterday it was three weeks okay. since he had the surgery. So, so you're talking about the really extreme low end of the of the spectrum here. Mm-hmm. And I know there's some optimism last week, and that's great. And the fact that he was out there even surprised me. But they ruled him out pretty early in the week. Yeah, they I mean, didn't mess around with it. Yeah. No, I, you know, I, which right. is what I thought it would be. But mm-hmm. they, they were pretty adamant about it. Like, yeah. you ruled him out on fr- uh, Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Thursday. Yeah. You didn't even take it up to the game. You just no. said, no, he's, we're this not going to do it. what we're doing. And he wasn't active. And, yeah. So it's good. Chances are, I mean, 90% chance it's going to be Rudolph. I mean, it sounds like it's going to be Rudolph. I think it should be Rudolph. I think he played well all last week. We had no clue if he'd play well or not against the Bengals, but we both thought the— He won't lose it. He won't lose it. I mean, I think that was both of our predictions where the quarterback won't lose it for him. And leading up the game, just talking Rudolph in general, going through his history, I I thought we both said, you know, this guy— He's gotten a little bit of the short end of the stick for public perception, you know. Yeah. Him and Duck aren't the same, you know. I mean, right. like, uh, there's some things, yeah. No, I mean, I, I think, and that's Mason Rudolph was the biggest winner of this whole thing, without without question. I mean, he he, you know, if he goes out and plays well again, and he's got every reason mm-hmm. to want to do so, as of course, as every player always does. Of course. But he's got even added incentive. He was. We talked. We talked to Bob Labriola, at, you know, last Thursday, and Bob's like, "Well, he was a free agent." Last offseason, nobody wanted him. He sat there for a while. I mean, that's a fact. It's a fact. It yeah. was. It happened. If Mason Rudolph— I never added up to me at the time. No, I didn't think right. so either. I thought, oh, man, he's going to get scooped up anyway. But if Mason Rudolph were a free agent now, yeah. 
coming off of this, just this game, just Which this he's going game to against be the Bengals. Frozen. Yeah, his contract's up. Uh, I think the perception would be different of him. Mm-hmm. And I th- certainly think on Tuesday, December twenty sixth, day after Christmas, I'd be very interested in getting him to camp. I don't know if I, what I'd tell him is my opening that starting job for him. It's only been one game. I don't think even have to have a conversation, but. I would like him to be a Steeler next year. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean he's I, making nothing now. I mean, yeah, he could triple his contract and it wouldn't hurt you. He he did everything that you wanted a quarterback to do in that game. Absolutely, and all the things that you didn't, or none of the things that you didn't want the quarterback to do. Mm-hmm. He and, converted first downs. I mean, they were on, on third downs. They were seven of fourteen. Yeah, and, and I'd have to look at it, but it sure felt like they were not in third. And they were in third and manageable a lot of those four teams. Oh, yeah. So, now, that was largely, you know, a lot of that was because they ran the ball well. Exactly. Right, right. But he also got the ball to the guys who needed to get the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, he moved the chains. Uh, you know, beyond just the stuff to Pickens, uh, they were taking away Pat Fryermuth. They, they were not going to let Pat Fryermuth beat them. Yeah. We're not doing the same thing as last time. All right. So, I'll throw the ball to Allen Robinson four times for 36 yards. Mm-hmm. and Get some easy first downs that way. I've been a little hard on Robinson just because I think he's a separator at this point. But he had a really good game. I mean, those you're going to play catches, zone like that. He's yeah. going to sit down in the zone and he had a couple killer blocks. Too. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of that stuff too. I mean, we could we'll talk a little more about the game, of course. But like Warren and Robinson and Washington, as well as the O line, did some really good blocking in this game too. They really did. Yeah, uh, we're going to get to a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I am Dale Lolly. He is the Matt Williamson, and uh, you're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Steeler fans, you can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops. They're located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets. Or you can visit online at shop.steelers.com. If Santa didn't bring you some good Steelers gear... Maybe Santa brought you a couple bucks. Might have done that. Turn that into Steelers gear. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, so Matt, uh, you you mentioned this earlier in the show. The Steelers' three leading tacklers. Yeah, this is crazy. In the in the game against the Cincinnati Bengals, were Michael Walker, Eric Rowe, and Miles Jack. Mm-hmm. Number four was Levi Wallace. Number five was Alandon Roberts. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. I, I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> not what you thought. All right. And they won the game. And they won the game. And you you pointed this out. I mean, those top three were not Steelers the day before Halloween. I mean, these are new additions. Now, you've brought this up many times, too, and I 100% agree. I think the NFL deserves some credit for this, too, with these expanded. Yeah. Best thing that's happened since COVID in the league was these expanded uh, practice squads. You can put some veterans on there. They can get on a slower-moving train. You know, they've been around the block. And it just makes for a better product as opposed to just having non-NFL players out there. But, you know, credit the, the front office and the scouting staff. Well, you and, also have to be you know, willing to put those guys on your practice yeah, squad. And yeah, the guys yeah. have to be willing to take that back seat and say, okay. I'll, They're not know. making much money. Or, no. Uh, right. and, i yeah. got to go out and practice every day. I'm, I'm a guy. I mean, Miles Jack. He retired. Retired. He's like, I'm done playing football. Um, yeah, was sitting on his couch. He said he was, you know, playing the, you know, PlayStation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and uh they called him up and talked him into coming back out and doing it again here. Did he have some quotes that, you know, like, boy, I was, I mean, he had the most snaps of all the linebackers. Yeah. I mean, did he have some quotes? He did not about, expect that. Yeah. Like, I think he was, <laughs> I'm not saying he was not, he's not in shape, but I mean, the first game back in a long time, I think he was 
dragging a little bit. Yeah, yeah he said he was, he was on to his yeah. third and fourth wins at no, that, that point. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I want to give Patrick Peterson credit, too. Yeah, I mean, he played well. He might be a safety. Yeah. I mean, I think if he's smart and they're smart, you bring him back next year as a safety, uh, Rod Woodson, Charles Woodson, and put him in the mix. I mean, I think that's what he is at this stage of his career. I think, you know, we we were chatting back and forth during the games mm-hmm. last yesterday, and you you know, the Steelers need to have three good yeah, safeties yeah, yeah. on the back end. I think they got two of them on the roster now. Is assuming he's willing, which I think he would be, yeah, and he yeah. certainly is the head for it. He's big enough. He'll tackle. He's smart. He'll take the ball. Imagine having him and Minka Fitzpatrick on That's the back end I mean. of your defense. And like, maybe a third-round pick or something. Yeah. You know, I mean, another uh, – we won't get down that road, but, folks, you'll get sick of me talking about how I want a, a really strong, big nickel package. But if I, I thought they had one of the three, and maybe they have two now. And yeah. another veteran leader. I mean, he's under contract. He's under contract. And, yeah. Yeah. Why, and it's not a killer contract. No, no. You know, you can very manageable. I yeah, mean, he does have to play every snap like he did last week. If you had three, but uh, if he's full time safety as opposed to being thrust into it, and how many great inventions have happened because you had to try it? You know, I mean, it wasn't exactly the plan. It's been kicked around a little, but I think it could. We be talked out about well. it all when the, when the Steelers first signed him. Mm-hmm. Um, I want that guy with his eyes on the quarterback as much as possible. Which is what he did with the Vikings last year when he yeah. took the ball away a lot. I mean, they, yeah. they, play, they led the league in zone coverage. I mean, he did it really well, and he took the ball away a lot. Now, it was a night. I mean, I'm not taking any away from Peterson, but when when I mean, that, that, that you or I could have got that one. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was Browning's lack of arm strength. It looked like he was trying. To he throw was it trying to throw it away and yeah. just didn't have enough juice. You know, yeah. I mean, his feet weren't set. Most quarterbacks can All he had to do was throw it sideways. I'd say you don't have to throw it that deep, though. <laughs> you, you don't know, have right. to throw it down the field. You can just throw it out yeah, of bounds. You're out of the pocket. Yeah. Again, being chased by T.J. Watt. No, oh, of course. Yeah, Watt was a game record in that one, too. I mean, so... Uh, Is he the defensive player of the year? Now, I'm, listening, think, I'm watching the Browns game, the, the lead-up to the Browns game on yeah. Sunday. And the reporter who's interviewing him, uh, Kimberly Martin, I believe it was, before the game, Miles, people are talking about your so-called uh, sack drought of four games. Well, now it's first of all, Why is it so a, quarter, cold? I mean, a quarter of the season without a sack is not a so-called drought. It's a drought. It's a drought no matter what. It's and he's now gone five games without a Did sack. Did you have any last yesterday? Either? I don't think Watts getting mentioned enough by the national media, but I don't know who else besides Garrett is. I mean, it's it, all Garrett. It's it, all it's Garrett all, all the time. And yeah. if you look at his stats. They're not the same. They pale and I mean, it's not even close. It's not even close. It used to be close. Like with, when yeah. they met the last game, a it was month very ago close. it was close, and now it's not. Garrett has done nothing in the last month. I know. And then you know, Stefanski comes out. Well, he's you know he's the best player on the best defense in the league. I don't even know if they're the best defense in the league because that one might have played last night in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, actually, the defenses that are playing the best are like the Bears and the Raiders and Miami. I mean. Teams that haven't been that way start to finish. Yeah. I mean, Cleveland's good. I don't know if they've even Cleveland been. Cleveland is be- I mean, if you went through it and looked at it, who, uh, what team has played more backup quarterbacks this year than the Browns? Oh, I have no they idea. They faced like seven of them. Have they been super lucky with yeah. that? I knew they were leading into the Steelers game. I haven't paid attention since. But, no, that adds up. I could get another one on uh, against Houston on Sunday. Yeah, this past week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I hear you. I, I, I don't understand why there's not more discussion about that. Yeah, people are just ceding it to, to Miles Garrett. Yeah, like it, it's his turn, he's due. And like honestly, before the season. I mean, it, his numbers are just, they're not even, they pale in comparison. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. I think Watt is more deserving. I think he is too. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I'd have told you Fred Warner should be in the conversation mm-hmm. before last night too, and well, yeah, I think some of the Niners shine. Obviously, I mean, that's bad taste in. Your, I kind of feel bad. Like if that game happened to the Niners in Week Three, nobody would care. No, and everything else went. Well, the you'd same. still talk about it. They would, but yeah. I mean, like Purdy wouldn't have been this blown out. I mean, and Warner wouldn't just blown out with their chances. But matters now, and that's a national stage against a great opponent. So those guys aren't winning those awards. No, you know they're just not. No, I I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Lamar locked up MVP if he, especially if he beats the Dolphins. Yeah, probably. I think that's done because he'll rest in Week 18, and even if he doesn't, I don't know who could catch him. Yeah, so I mean, realistically, you could have the NFL MVP, MVP. coming out of defensive the AFC MVP. North, yeah. the defensive MVP, one way or the other. Probably one of those two, right? It's, I mean, I don't know who else it would be. I mean, Bosa, Parsons, Crosby. Parsons had a chance to really lock it up as well on yeah, Sunday, and none he's... of those guys have blown our doors off. Yeah, you know, Bosa was unbelievable last year, but I mean. Not that he's a lesser player, but his his resume is not as strong. As good as the Ravens D is, there's not someone there. I mean, yeah. maybe Roquan, maybe, but I've Christian Barmore. He's been really good, but yeah, yeah, not I mean, not to that level though. Not to that level, right? It's not Aaron Donald. I mean, I don't know who else it is. Yeah, I I, I mean, it to feels me, like it's a two horse race. If, if Steelers' horse is better right now. Yeah, this this idea that well, it's it's just it's Miles Garrett's award to win. I, I don't see it. It's, it's people been talking like that for a month or maybe all year. Really, all year. Yeah, yeah, going into the season, they had already given Miles Garrett mm-hmm. the it's, award. It's his, you know, and that was my pick. You know, when we when we did awards, I think I, I think it's his year. He's hitting his prime. I think this defense coordinator will help him more around him. That doesn't mean he earned it. No, <laughs> you know, you don't give these things out in the preseason. No, you don't. And you know, I get it. Their defense has played well. Sure. Um, but to you know, when I watch their them on defense. I see is there is Zadarius Smith making as big an impact as Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. And nobody's talking about Zadarius Smith for defensive player of the year. No, no, they're not. <laughs> no, I think Watt has he would get my vote as impartially as I possibly could today. Yeah, I mean I, I'm just I just looking straight at what's there. Yeah. The resumes. If I put put both resumes up and said player A and player B, who would you vote for? Everybody would take player Everybody player. would take Watt. Yeah, everybody would take Watt. So amazingly, if he gets it, him and Lamar would would win their respective awards, what, two out of three or four years between the two of them? You yeah. know, like, wow. I mean, that doesn't happen very much. No. Um, it just shows you how good this division is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right now the Steelers sit in third place in the division. Um, you know, we'll see that that probably holds up. Probably. I don't I mean, see them, you know, unless, Cleveland has to win one more game mm-hmm. the rest of the year. For and that. they probably will. And they probably will. Yeah. Um, I get Flacco credit, and what a game Mari Cooper had, too. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, Flacco's yeah. played well. Yeah. Can't take that away from him. I'd be pretty excited if I were the Browns. They didn't have to run the ball. I mean, they're in a good place. I don't really think they're a contender contender, but no, they're in the best place they've been all year. Yeah, I mean, you know, if if, if Cleveland has to go into, say, Kansas City mm-hmm. or Jacksonville. Uh, frankly, if Buffalo went there, I would pick the Bills. You know? Yeah. Or I don't, I don't think they'd – I'd probably pick them against them in Miami as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll get to see that Bills Miami matchup in a couple of weeks, anyways, and that could mm-hmm. be for the division title. Yeah, I was talking about Browns in Miami in the playoffs. Buffalo would... could still win that division. Yeah, no, they definitely could. If they win their last two and Miami, Miami loses its last two, and one of them's against each other. Yeah, I don't know who Baltimore or Buffalo is this week, but I don't think it's a tough one. New England. Okay, I know they they did lose them earlier. Yeah, in New England, but they're going to be favored by <laughs> a ton. Yeah. yeah. 
So they probably win. I think it's like 12 points. Mm-hmm. So if, which of course it never does, but if Vegas odds holds up and Baltimore beats Miami and Buffalo beats New England, that game's for the division title. Correct. And probably both are in. Um, They're probably both in. Has Miami clinched a spot? Yes. So, okay. Yeah, they would both be in. They yeah, because Miami, Miami yeah. clinched. So, but Miami and could go from being the... Win. They could go from being the second or third seed to like the sixth. To like the sixth or seventh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, that'll be fun. That's, that's a fun division to play out. Much better than the South. Yeah. And while Miami did get their win over a team with a winning record, mm-hmm. eh, I you know, it was they lost yeah. Jalen Waddle. He's got a high ankle sprain. Yeah, I think he's gonna miss time. He's gonna miss multiple weeks, I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh and then it, you know their offense is just unless everything is perfect for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that because I don't know they that have the a de- lot of line injuries too. Yeah, and yeah. Defense is carrying the team right now, which is surprising. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. But that's where the Steelers have, have, have set themselves up here. Again, you have to go to not so bad. Have to go to Seattle and win this game. That's and all that it, matters. I mean, really. If you could have gotten the win in one of those two games at home, oh, yeah, you kick yourself for that stuff, right? And. I, I wouldn't lump Indy in there, but I would Arizona and New England. That's uh, really the New England game was eminently winnable. I mean, Arizona, their offense was playing well. Uh, with you know, a lot of bad things happened. A lot in that of bad, game yeah, too. a lot I mean, of bad things happened. The New England game, it was right there to win. It was right you there know, you, you had fought your way back twenty-one eighteen. New England did nothing in the second half of that no, game. No, you were the better team as the game was ending. Yeah, yeah. And you love to replay the one of them. Yeah, just a, but, a decision here again. If Trubisky. Takes the field goal, as oh, opposed yeah. to you know, if if you check it down there, you probably win that game in overtime. You probably do. You probably do. And now but, you're in great shape. I mean, that's how this league works. I mean, every team in the league has a couple of those moments. I'm sure the Bills are looking at like, wait, what are we doing? To be yeah. <laughs> yeah right, and honestly, yeah. that's the league right now. That's the league. That's the league as it's currently constant. I mean, I, I, we sat here last week and said, oh, the 49ers are easily the best team in the league. Yeah. Well. I'd keep them in the top three, probably the top two, but that was not a good. I mean, they got their butts kicked last they, night, especially well, in the second half. You know, when you're when your quarterback when you throw five interceptions, yeah, yeah. Um, so real quick, this really applies to the Steelers, but there's kind of like a GM saying that no matter where your team is, and if you're a GM of the team, you're in charge of all that, which is a bigger job than just drafting players. Right. I mean, it's a much bigger job. That GMs will say to each other. No matter where we're at, you've just just won the Super Bowl, or we're three games away from a mutiny. <laughs> <You know that>? <laughs> <laughs> no matter how good things go, the Steelers just saw this. I mean, it, it's three games. I mean, the Eagles are going through this right now, even though they just won. Like Seattle just went through it after losing to good teams. Like I don't care what perception is, you lose three in a row. No matter what happens, stuff starts. It gets to get ugly tough. quick, yeah. and the media's on you, and you know it's. People aren't giving you thumbs up in the grocery store anymore and fire this guy, kill this guy. I mean, like, and the Steelers just overcame that a little bit. You know, like yeah. they, they put those fires out. And every team deals with it, the three-game losing streak. Well, that was that was kind of the main focus of my ten thoughts after the game that, you know, people were questioning whether Mike Tomlin, does it, does his message still resonate in mm-hmm. that locker room? Because is he reaching these guys? It doesn't seem like it. they're losing these games. Sure, He's right. lost the locker room. Didn't look like that to me. Didn't look like. I mean, they the went field. out there and blew the doors off of the Bengals, who had, were coming off a three-game winning streak themselves. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they were talking about those teams couldn't have been going any different direction at kickoff. Yeah, you know, I mean, hundred percent. You know, 
should have sat Pickens and, you know, all this stuff. Like, what he did worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's part of having the, your finger on the pulse of your team. Right. Knowing which guys need to kick in the butt. Yeah, in which guys you you gotta you know you gotta bring and, and put your arm around their shoulder and say mm-hmm. hey this isn't what we want to do yeah or maybe Cam Hayward needs to talk to this guy and I don't or his position coach is perfect for this guy or you know I mean everyone works differently and I do think that's possibly Tomlin's greatest strength yeah knowing you know, knowing, knowing how to handle individuals that, yeah within a fifty three man locker room mm-hmm. which really sixty five man locker room yeah I guess that's or sixty seven whatever it is yeah. now that uh, with the expanded practice that changes was. week to week and day to day and it's a living organism you know holding this together like this um, you know we know now uh, Atlanta Roberts is going to miss this game mm-hmm. this week they might get Minka Fitzpatrick back that's what I was going to ask you I thought um, that was not there's, there's great, a chance but, of yeah. that. Uh, At least you get one extra day to prepare yeah, for a we'll, long road trip. We'll see about Trenton Thompson as well. He, you know, he and uh, Minka Fitzpatrick are both considered kind of questionable here. Uh, going into this, we'll see how much they're able to practice this week. But So who are we calling the starting linebackers and safeties nowadays? Uh, I would guess it's Michael Walker and Jack. Miles Jack. And Peterson and uh, Rowe? Eric Rowe right now yeah, as we sit here. Who would practice with the Warrens right now. Yeah. Not what we expected. <laughs> not what we expected. But yeah. it's again to, to the point we had in the in the previous segment. It's not like you're throwing some you know seventh round rookie out there and saying, okay, here you go, or some guy you didn't draft and you right, made right. your roster. I mean, and, it's not Mark Robinson last year. Yeah, you know, his rookie season. See what you can do in the NFL, or, or some boy, right. you know some guy playing safety who's never. You know, I, this is my first NFL game. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. they're throwing the ball over my head. Oh, now, my. Peterson <laughs> will understand it. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a quote from Rod. Wood. I forget who I was talking to that was interviewing Rod Woodson when he made that trade or made that move, and you probably were involved in this too. That I think Rod said it's much easier to go from corner to safety than the other way around. Yeah, and it is. I mean, it just it, just the nature of the position. If yeah, you're smart. If you're smart and you know that you understand the defense, what mm-hmm. what the idea, what the offense is trying to do against you mm-hmm. as well. That's the angles a big part are of different, yeah. the views different, all that. But going the other way is almost impossible. Yeah, no. <laughs> Carnell Lake did it, but yeah, can't By think necessity, of necessity. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to get to another break. He is the Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. He is the Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive. You're on Steelers Nation Radio. And, uh, Matt, uh, we always see these, uh, and, and this, this will change over the course of the next three months or so, mm-hmm. uh, but Matt Miller uh, on ESPN uh, yeah. put together his prospects with the first-round grades in this year's draft. And it's not 32, folks. It's not 32. Yeah. There'll be 32 players selected in the first sure. round. Uh, but he might, he rates it right now, as we sit here, at 14. Okay. Now, I think are, last year he was at like. That's may, about normal. That's about normal. I think at some points it, it fluctuated last year. I think he was a seventeen or eighteen by the time mm-hmm. the draft came around, uh, after the workouts and everything else. Yeah, and he, these are first round picks. The declarations, right. guys, guys stay in, guys still, pull back still out. Some of that. You know. Yeah, you could be a surprise. So I thought we'd run through this here and, and, and figure and take a look at this. Uh, he has three quarterbacks with first round grades Makes currently. Sense to me. Yeah, Caleb Williams. Number like, one. Like, I bet more than three go, but that's yeah. not what he's saying here. Right. These are first-round grades. So, Caleb Williams, uh, number one. Drake mm-hmm. May at number seven. That's and, a seventh overall player. Yeah. Okay. And then Jaden Daniels at eight. Yeah. Uh, I don't think any one of those guys will last to number eight. That's not what he's saying. Either. Right. He's not predicting where they go. But that's go. where he has them ranked in terms of their overall talent. Mm-hmm. 
J.J. Uh, uh, McCarthy for Michigan is probably next on the list. Uh, if he wins the next two and looks great, maybe he'll be 15. You know what yeah. I mean? So he's one to keep an eye on. Uh, running back, none. Probably none, yeah. None. Wide receiver. I don't think there'll be a first-round running back. Maybe not even a top 50 guy. Yeah. I bet there's a lot of receivers. Four. And that's pretty in good. His, in his top 14. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So you're looking at Marvin Harrison, who's his number two overall. Uh, Adunzier from uh, Washington is his number nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malik Neighbors from LSU is number 10. Adds up. And Keon Coleman from Florida State is number 11. Bigger guy. So, that I mean, that's four in the top 11. Four in the top 11. Yeah, and I bet there's... There'll be six or seven six wide or receivers seven. in the first round. Yeah, the Ohio St- other Ohio State dude, the other LSU dude. The other Washington guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot this year. It's a good good receiver draft, and that might be where the Sears go. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, at tight end, it's Brock Bowers at number six. Yeah, he'll go. He's, he's a first-rounder all day long. Offensive tackle is three okay. at the top 14. You're looking at uh, Fashanu. Definitely the top two are. Yeah, at Penn State. Joe Alt from Notre Dame. Those are three and four. Overall. Okay. Overall. Uh, and then Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma is his number 14. Hmm. Okay, because there's Latham from Alabama. There's Mims at Georgia. There's several others in the Pac-10 that are all strong first-round considerations. I didn't know who his third would necessarily yeah. so be. Yeah, so that would be his final guy he has a first true first-round grade on. So that's his last one. Okay. Yeah. So he's the, the borderline. Interior offensive lineman, none. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Edge rushers, only two. Only two. Okay. Dallas Turner from Alabama is his number five. And Leitu, uh, Leitu, Leitu uh, from, UCLA from UCLA is number 12. So he doesn't have verse from Ohio, from. Florida State, or Chop Robinson from Penn State. Okay. And then defensive tackle, he has one, Jerzon Newton. Not a great year for D-tackle. No. Frankly, this might be a year for the Steelers to kind of sit that out. Yeah, you got some young guys guys on your roster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Linebacker, none. Probably none, yeah. Yeah. Cornerback, none. Hmm. There's going to be a lot of firsts, but nobody seems to have a consensus number one. Yeah. Okay. I'm half surprised by that because there's always a corner and, you know, first round grade, of course. Yeah, if we're going to sit here today as we sit here on uh, December 26th mm-hmm. and say there's not going to be a cornerback taken in the top 14 picks. I'll even say top top 15 picks. The first. I definitely would say there is. I would say there is too. Yeah. Because it's always. Which isn't exactly what he's saying. He's right. just saying there's not a graded one there, you know. Now. But- that's the one position I think once we get to the combine and all that stuff, I think changes. It might sort itself out. Somebody goes out and runs a four three five, and you thought, well, I didn't think he was that fast. I don't claim to be an expert, but there seems like there's four or five that I would better strongly considered for the first round, all of whom have size. Maybe one of them runs a four three flat and becomes the next one on this list. Well, here's who I mean? he has. Here's how he has him rated here. Okay. So he has Terry and Arnold from Alabama at 15. So he just missed. So the he's cut. the just missed. Yeah, Kool Aid McHistory is number twenty-one from Bama. Yeah. from Bama. Then you also have joining them in the top thirty-three, which means they're probably going to be first-round draft picks. Clemson's Nate Wiggins at sixteen. Okay. He has Iowa's Cooper DeJean at number twenty. Okay. He has Missouri's Enos Rakestraw uh, at number thirty. Wow. And Georgia's Kamari Lassiter at number thirty-three. So, I think corner. Again, as a stands, if, if we're if we're talking, what's the Steelers' first round draft pick going to be? Corners got as good a shot as any. I would, put, yeah. I, if I had to put a dollar down and say th- it's probably going to be that position, that would be the one that I would pick. Yeah, especially because of this. Like, let's say none go in the top ten. 
Two of those are off the board. I mean, let's say the Steelers pick somewhere between 20 and 24, or uh, 15 and 24. I mean, just randomly. Yeah. One or you're two. You're going to get one of those guys. You're gonna yeah. You're going to get one of them, and probably one of the ones you wanted. You, you know, yeah, you'll probably, have your, you'll probably have your pick of two or three that you like. Yeah. Or three or four that you like. Yeah. And so it's not so bad. No, no. That sets up pretty well. Yeah. So when people were talking, well, the Steelers need tanks so they get a better draft pick. Mm-hmm. Who are you taking? Because you're not getting one of the top tackles. You're not getting no, the top two guys. But I think you could get some of the tackles we mentioned that, or that Oklahoma guy, uh, Guyton, maybe. And, I mean, Guyton, Latham, George Mims, some of the others will be in that neighborhood of the draft. That's fine, but I think— to, But I'm not saying tanking dudes does you any good, though. No. I mean, I mean, it's. I don't think it matters the tackle you take at 12 versus the tackle you take at 18 or 22 is going to be me, that much different. To me, cornerback's a much bigger need. I tend to think so as well. I mean, but maybe they sign one or, you know, I mean, a lot right. of change, of course. I mean, that'd be expensive. But uh, just, I mean, you laid it out well there with the article, backs it up, that wide out corner tackle is deeper than usual and any would be a welcome addition here. Yeah. I mean, as it stands right now. Uh, safety, none. Sure. And that's still like that's, a lot of that's the list. Day two safeties. Yeah. Which you could use one of those too. Yeah, that's not a terrible idea either. Ladybug's coming to get you. Yeah. Um, you know, looking here, uh, he's got his number 31 overall uh, on his board is um, Troy F- uh, Fatatu. Or Fanatu or F- yeah. Yeah. Fatanu. You can pronounce it. Fatanu uh, from, from Washington. Tackle. So that's only four in the top 31 tackles that he has. Okay. He, tackles he doesn't have Mims yeah. or Lathan then. No. Okay. Most people I've seen do. Well, he has. Uh, what I say there? Ta- um, so he only has four tackles in his top. Yeah, he has Guyton. He doesn't have the other guys. Yeah, most have six or so in the first round. Well, they'll go in the first round yeah. because they go earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh, they definitely will. I mean, yeah, they're, it's, they're it's the, it's like the planet crazy. theory. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you necessarily need to take one that early. No, not necessarily. No, but it, his I will say his rankings seem a little different than most. I mean, that I'm shocked he doesn't have Mims or Lathan in his top thirty-one. But maybe he doesn't like him you know, yeah. as much. I mean, that's why we do this. Or it could be some of the other positions are so good. He might have mm-hmm. eight wide receivers that's in his top 32. Receivers, yeah. Too. I mean, from, what do you have, three or three, four in his top 15? I mean, he had, what do you have, six defensive backs in the in his top 33? All corners. Yeah. yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, six six okay. in his top thirty three. That doesn't leave a lot for everywhere else. No, no, and they're all in the back half of his top thirty three. Yeah, because none of them are in the top fifteen. Pushing right? those tackles yeah, yeah, yeah. down into the second round mm-hmm. potentially, but that won't happen. No, it won't happen. It won't happen. And there'll be quarterbacks who go. Oh yeah, I bet there's at least four in the first round. There might be four in the top ten. Could or top twelve at least. Absolutely could be because yeah. there's enough teams out there looking for quarterbacks that, I mean, again, you start pushing some of these guys on the board. The Steelers might have their choice of the, you know. Again, if he has six six cornerbacks rated in his top thirty three, mm-hmm. they might have to pick of four of them. The other thing too, I mean, this is just one player, but I could see the D tackle Newton because it seems he like wouldn't he, be for everybody. That's, I don't think he's for everybody, but I think it's pretty clear he's the best in a bad class. Yeah, he could maybe go he goes five picks higher than he, than he should. He should. Yeah, yeah, to a team that's man, I need to get a D tackle, and I don't want to wait for the second. I game. don't want to pay one. No, I don't want to pay one. So, yeah, and if the Steelers aren't in that market, you'd love to see him go. You know. Yeah, so it, it seems possible. This draft kind of sets up well for them. 
So far, yeah. yeah. Again, I think receiver, t- tackle, and especially corner for where they're the neighborhood they're going to be picking, and there'll be options. Yeah, and we'll do more of that as we get oh, on yeah, down yeah. the road here. But I, he he put that out today, so I thought we'd talk about it today. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good um, stuff. And we'll re- we'll revisit that as he updates that thing throughout the course mm-hmm. of this whole no, we'll process. We're talking draft a lot. Absolutely, we're going to get to another break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. That's going to do it for hour number one of the Drive. We'll be back with hour number two right after this. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 